Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. As we come to today's text, let us surrender our thoughts, desires, and emotions to our Father and lay everything at the feet of Jesus, and listen to what His Spirit is saying to us today. The title of today's message is The Mind of Christ. Turn with me to the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, If any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interest of others. Having the mind of Christ means to possess, to have, to hold, being closely joined to Jesus. It is through the renewing of our mind that we can live in the victory of having the mind of Christ and being one with him. It is the heart of God for us to be truly free and live in the reality of having the mind of Christ, where we can trust Him, be surrendered to the Father's will, and be transformed by Him. It is only by the transforming work of His Spirit leading us into all truth that our minds are renewed. This renewing work of God is an ongoing daily journey with Him. No matter where we are in our journey with Him through this life, there is always more with God, and there are always those who are yet to know Him. As we surrender our will and our thoughts to the will of the Father, we open up our hearts and minds to be renewed by Him, where we can receive more of Him, That is his love, his character, his emotions and will. Paul, the writer of the letter to the church in Philippi, considers that being like-minded to Christ is having the same love. That is, knowing and receiving God's love in Jesus. The same love that we have is God's love from the Father through the Son to us. Once again, the word having means to possess and to hold. Paul's prayers for every disciple of Jesus was for us to know more and more each day God's never-ending, unconditional, selfless love. And that we live in the fullness of the truth of his love, that he has freely given in Jesus. Jesus came from the Father's heart, 
and revealed the truth about God's love and declared it over every disciple of Jesus. In John chapter 15, verses 9 to 12. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Jesus revealed that our joy will be complete. We are surrendered to the Father's will, as we are the branches connected to him, the true vine, where we can receive more of him, live in the fullness of his love. Each day as he journeys with us, being made his home with us, he is with us in all that we do and wherever we go. This joy of the Father is that he delights in us being one with him. The Father's joy over us is the joy of the Son. The two are one. The love of the Father is the love of the Son, and his love has been poured out for us to continually receive. To receive his love, nourishment, Refreshment and joy is a daily process and a work of His Spirit in us. It is by His Spirit, the Holy Spirit in us, we can live out of the reality of His love and joy of being at rest in Him. As the love and joy of Jesus is from the Father, so too is the mind of Christ. For the Father and the Son are one. When Paul wrote his letter to the church in Philippi, he was one with the heart of God, as he states, Fulfill my joy by having the mind of Christ. Paul reveals God's heart. His heart is for us to know him, be transformed by him, and live in the fullness of having the same love. That is his love in us. Where God's joy is our joy. His joy of being with us and giving all of himself to us becomes our joy of being with him and giving all of ourselves to him. God's joy is for us and will be fulfilled when every disciple of Jesus lives in the reality of everything that he has given us especially his love. It is God's Spirit who leads us into all truth. We are able to just be, receiving from Jesus, knowing and experiencing more of his love, where we can surrender to the Father's will each and every moment and trust in him. 
And regardless of circumstances and how we feel or what we've done, we can run into his arms and feel his warm embrace. For he is always waiting for us. He is always there. He is our Daddy God. We can trust in him and his love. For he is faithful and true. So what is the mind of Christ? Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 11. Let this mind be in you which also is in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Let in this context is to have no doubt about God to let his will be done and trust that he is working and to let the mind of Christ be formed in us. The mind of Christ is not something we can make ourselves have. Today, as we read this scripture, my prayer is that by his spirit, we have a greater revelation of God to let the mind of Christ be in us, where we can totally trust in him, be surrendered to his will, and receive more of him. Knowing he is always moving, always speaking, and transforming, forgiving, loving, and working all things for good. Paul, in this letter, links true humility that comes from God with having the mind of Christ. It is only when we are transformed by him, having surrendered our self-will, that we can take hold of it and be free of the bondage of our selfish desires, death and evil. Paul states in this letter that selfish ambition and inequality breaks the unity that we have in Christ. Inequality is a result of pride or selfish desires. We either see ourselves lesser than or greater than the other. This is an injustice and it is not of God. It's an injustice to both others and ourselves and is the way of humanity's selfish desires or flesh. It is not of God. For his kingdom 
is a kingdom of equality and respect. His spirit which is on and upon and in every disciple of Jesus is a spirit of unity. We already have unity when we receive Jesus. We have his spirit of unity within. Yet if we are not surrendered to the Father's will and transformed by him, and we don't surrender our selfish desires, it is the selfish desires that continually break the unity. So when we pray to God to ask him to bring unity, he's already given us unity. When we surrender our disunity, our differences, our inequality, our self-will, to that of God's will, where he effectively rules and reigns in our hearts and minds. We have the mind of Christ being worked out in us by his spirit, seeing others through his eyes of love and equality. We cannot make ourselves be humble or change ourselves in how we think or see others. We cannot even control the many thoughts that come toward us each and every day. However, when we surrender our self-will to that of the Father's will, each day receiving more of him, being transformed by him, beholding his glory, having the mind of Christ possessing and let him taking hold of us, we cannot help but be humble. The more we understand the heart of God, the creator of heaven and earth and all things good, the more we are established in his truth and rooted in his love, the more we are empowered to listen to him. Interestingly, obedience in the context of today's text of the mind of Christ is linked to attentively listening. Jesus was obedient even to the point of death as he was always listening attentively to the Father and his heart. The Father declared when Jesus walked the earth as a man, This is my beloved in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. So when Jesus declares our obedience by his Spirit, May we attentively listen to Jesus and possess, take hold of, and live in the reality of his truth. Jesus the All-Powerful was surrendered to the Father's will, even the humiliating death of the cross. Both the Father and Son knew there was no other way to set us free from death, evil, and our selfish desires. God had to become the sacrifice for us and pay the cost for us to be able to believe and receive. So Jesus, being the Son of God, became human, died and suffered at the hands of humanity, where he came to save. He was raised from the dead and is now at the right hand of God the Father. Let us continue in Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 to 13. Therefore, 
my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. For it is God who works in you. Paul's main concern in his letter to the church in Philippi is the lack of unity amongst God's people. He was writing from his prison cell and yet was able to rejoice in the Lord always. This was because he knew his salvation was through Jesus' worth. That is, in his death, resurrection, ascension, and he will return to complete the fulfillment of his victory. Salvation in this context is like a soothing healing ointment defined as health, safety, and well-being. So to work out our salvation is to be saved, is to be made whole, preserved, and safe. To be healed physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Where we live in the truth that we are free of condemnation, rejection, lies of the evil one, selfish desires, death, and pain. Working out our salvation is living in surrender to the Father's will and being transformed by his Holy Spirit, where we grow into a greater revelation and fullness of Christ. That is both individually and collectively. Each individual is a unique part of the body of Christ throughout the ages. It is where our heavenly position becomes our earthly reality. To work out our salvation with fear and trembling is to be in awe and wonder of God. God's good pleasure is not only that we are saved, but that we live in the fullness of all that he has given us for our inheritance now and in the hope of our future inheritance, in the certainty that all things are under his feet and evil will be totally eliminated and we will receive our resurrected glorified bodies and live an eternity with him. For now, for us to be aware of his presence, to see his glory, regardless of circumstances. As a result, we are humbled. This too is a work of God and his heart's desire for us. Let the mind of Christ be in us. By your Spirit, Father, in Jesus' name, Amen. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name.